Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our first lesson this morning is from Micah chapter 6. Listen for the word of God. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? In what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, Remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, what Balaam, son of Bor, answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high. Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? We now read from the Gospel of Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How is it with your soul? John Wesley, who was the founder of Methodism, asked this question when he gathered in groups, small groups, classes. He always started by saying, how is it with your soul? It's a question I open our church staff meetings with, how is it with your soul? It's a powerful question to begin any kind of group with that we're a part of, a Bible study or a dinner group, choir, class meeting. If you're a part of a small group, I invite you to consider asking that question. <clears throat> it only requires a one or two word response. The deeper kind of sharing can come later or another context. But people say things like, tired today, full, excited, weary, exhausted, peaceful, restless. It makes an impact because first, we're required to do some self-reflection, to take a breath, to stop, to pause, to check in with our own hearts and minds and souls. And if you're anything like me, we could always use more of that. I don't do it enough. And then there's something powerful about sharing that in a safe space with others who can hold that with me. And it's really powerful to hear folks who we're in community with name what's on their soul that day. And it helps us to hold that with and for them to maybe be a little bit more gentle or to follow up later. How is it with your soul? It's a short question that has a big impact. Now lately, I've started to notice that the majority of time I answer this question my answer is anxious. My soul is anxious. I don't like that answer. I want it to be different. And I don't have to tell you that the world we live in feels like it's in a heightened, constant state of anxiety from the political climate, impeachment, to the Democratic primary, to the general election in November, the perils of climate change and the dire warnings that come out about that every single day. Now we've got the coronavirus on our horizon. There's economic uncertainty. And of course, the larger United Methodist Church is definitely in a heightened state of anxiety. We're having a forum next week right after the service. So if you want to hear more about what's going on, where we are now, where we might be headed, you're invited to stay for that right here in the sanctuary. But anxiety is high. 
And then in our own lives and in the world, grief and tragedy and illness seem to be around. There's a lot that's heavy. So how do we, as people of faith, begin to navigate an anxious world, our own anxious lives faithfully, especially as people who are followers of God who says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Followers of a Savior who says, do not worry. How do we get our souls in alignment with God? Jesus says in perhaps his most famous and familiar sermon, blessed are. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake. Blessed are the merciful. Blessings from Jesus, these beatitudes, they come first before anything else Jesus does or tells us to do. He always starts with blessing. Blessing is not based on anything we do or don't do. We are blessed simply because we are, because we are God's beloved children, created in God's image. One way to claim a little more peace in our souls is to trust and know that no matter what else is happening in our lives and in around us, that we are claimed by God. We are Jesus' beloved. That is good news. But, and with Jesus, there's always a but. I wish there wasn't, but here comes one. The Beatitudes also come with news that can be unsettling and uncomfortable. Jesus says here that the values of the world, money and power and wealth and status, health, those are not the values that his kingdom is bringing. He pronounces particular blessings in this sermon upon those that the world judges and excludes and ignores and devalues. Jesus lived in an anxious world. He knew what that felt like. They lived under Roman occupation. There was economic uncertainty. The cross was used as a tool of torture and of threat to get in line. How does Jesus respond? He showers blessings on God's people. He particularly names the people that the world doesn't see as blessed. When he first preached this sermon, his words were actually radical. I find that when I hear them today, often they can just wash over me and I don't even pay attention. But the first time he said them for his first hearers, they were shocked and they were a bit scandalized by what he said that made him uncomfortable. Because he said, God is showing up and all those people that you revile or judge or try hard to get away from. The good news is, he says to us, when you feel weak, or vulnerable, or anxious, or overwhelmed, you are blessed. But he also says, when you see others you are tempted to judge or ignore or avoid who make you uncomfortable, they are blessed too. After all, that's who Jesus decided to spend most of his time with, his short time on this earth. He hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes, fishermen and housewives, corrupt religious leaders, lepers that nobody would touch or even look at. Part of the reason our world is so anxious and our lives feel anxious, our souls feel weary and restless in the midst of it all, 
is that the values of the world that we live in, and truth be told, often the values that then I try to live by, they're not the values of Jesus' kingdom. The world's priorities, our priorities, my priorities, they get all out of whack. Jesus offers a boundary-pushing and liberating alternative for what and who is actually blessed. And it's often not who and what I would name as blessed. Nadia Boltzweber is a Lutheran pastor and writer and speaker who's based in Colorado. You may have read some of her books or seen some videos that she's featured in. Uh, But she is honest, she is brutally honest, she's vulnerable, she tells life like she sees it and like it is. She doesn't look like your typical image of a pastor. Uh, She does CrossFit, so she's really buff, and she always wears sleeveless clergy collars so that you can see her muscles, and they're covered in sleeves of tattoos. She's got spiky, dark hair. She is faithful, and she's funny, and in her writing and in her preaching, she cuts to the heart of life. Much of her ministry has been spent with people that the world judges and excludes, and particularly that the church judges and excludes. That's who she does ministry with. In 2014, she preached a sermon on these Beatitudes. She was in England at the Greenbelt Festival. And she poses the question in that, what if Jesus were standing right here among us today, pronouncing blessings here and now? So I'm going to share what she wrote, who Jesus would be blessing here right around us. You are going to find yourself in what she writes and who Jesus blesses. But, and there's always a but, some of what she writes might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. It makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Listen, let her words and these blessings wash over you. Know that when Jesus first said these words, some of it made us a little bit uncomfortable, his hearers a little uncomfortable. Here's what she says. She says, I imagine Jesus standing among us saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the agnostics. Blessed are they who doubt, those who aren't sure, who can still be surprised. Blessed are they who are spiritually impoverished and therefore not so certain about everything that they no longer take in new information. Blessed are those who have nothing to offer. Blessed are they for whom nothing seems to be working. Blessed are the preschoolers who cut in line at communion. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are they for whom death is not an abstraction. Blessed are they who have buried their loved ones for whom tears are as real as an ocean. Blessed are they who have loved enough to know what loss feels like. Blessed are the mothers of the miscarried. Blessed are they who don't have the luxury of taking things for granted anymore. Blessed are they who can't fall apart because they have to keep it together for everyone else. Blessed are the motherless, the alone, the ones from whom so much has been taken. Blessed are those who still aren't over it yet. Blessed are they who laughed again when for so long they thought they never would. 
You are of heaven, those who mourn, and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who no one else notices, the kids who sit alone at middle school lunch tables, the laundry guys at the hospital, the sex workers and the night shift street sweepers. Blessed are the losers and the babies and the parts of ourselves that are so small, the parts of ourselves that don't want to make eye contact with the world that only loves the winners. Blessed are the forgotten. Blessed are the closeted. Blessed are the unemployed, the unimpressive, the underrepresented. Blessed are the teens who have to figure out ways to hide the new cuts on their arms. Blessed are the meek. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the wrongly accused, the ones who never catch a break, the ones for whom life is hard. For they are those with whom Jesus chose to surround himself. Blessed are those without documentation. Blessed are the ones without lobbyists. Blessed are foster kids and trophy kids and special ed kids and every other kid who just wants to feel safe and loved and never is. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are they who know there has to be more than this because they are right. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who make terrible business decisions for the sake of people. Blessed are the burnt-out social workers and the overworked teachers and the pro bono case takers. Blessed are the kids who step between the bullies and the weak. Blessed are they who delete hateful, homophobic comments off their friend's Facebook page. Blessed are the ones who have received such real grace that they are no longer in the position of ever deciding who the deserving poor are. Blessed is everyone who has ever forgiven me when I didn't deserve it. Blessed are the merciful, for they totally get it. How is it with your soul? My hope and my prayer for you and for me, for the whole world, is that our answer would be blessed. First and foremost, blessed. Blessing from Jesus doesn't mean the Pollyanna-ish definition that the world often gives that word. It doesn't dismiss the real pain or heartache or struggles we find. Jesus' blessing is honest. He looks right at all of those hard, heavy places and pronounces blessing. Faithfulness isn't about ignoring pain or praying it away. It's about knowing Jesus is with us in the midst of it all, and we are with each other in the midst of it all. To be deeply blessed by the Jesus of the Beatitudes, by the God who is always with us, is to align our values with the values of God's kingdom. To start to see the places we chase after money and power and status 
and instead start to see with the lens of God's blessing, to see the sacred and the lost and the least, and to work with God to lift up the lowly. We seek justice and love kindness and walk humbly with our God. When we do that, our souls are going to find more rest, more peace, more alignment with God. It's why we come to this table month after month, the place where Jesus invites all of us to, where we sing together, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We gather in community, blessed community, remembering the good news through the bread and the cup that we are blessed. We eat with our neighbors in this church and around the world and that great communion of saints, remembering that they too are blessed. All of that practicing for that day that Jesus brings, where every soul is welcome at the heavenly banquet table, and none of God's children ever go hungry again. May it be so. In the name of our blessed God, amen. It's a joy to be in worship with you today. As you go forth, go with this blessing. Leave this place knowing and believing deep in your soul the voice of Jesus when Jesus says, blessed are you. And may we start to see Jesus' blessing on those that we might ignore or overlook or judge so that Jesus' blessings may be transformational for us all. Go forth with his grace and his peace and his blessing. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.